You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. Mary, I got rage going on here. The rage machine is working. Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson who appears to be a very nice man, even though I don't agree with him. He says he's a very religious guy. So he's sitting at home at their two on their two-week vacation that, that they took, and he can see the news. I'm sure he turns the TV on, and he hears the same as we do, that a town has fallen in Ukraine, potentially the beginning of Russia moving farther on, that... Ukrainian soldiers are having to count their ammunition, count their bullet bullets, and use it judiciously because they just don't have enough uh, there, and that the country is threatened. And the reason it is is because Mike Johnson will not bring the bill that the Senate passed to the floor. He will not even allow a debate uh, debate on that. It's absolutely off the off the table. Now, how how does he sit down at the dinner table and eat his green beans and mashed potatoes, knowing knowing all that? I, am I right to be outraged about this? Um, yes, and and it is a puzzle. But he, the only to me, the only explanation is he cares more about keeping his job. Number one more about um, what the dear leader wants, which is number two. And he has that sick um, thing, you know how you and I both read that book, The Power and the Glory by Tim Alberta, that he believes in the great savior, i.e. Trump, and knows that in the long run, it's better for the world. The other thing about Putin, we do forget this sometimes, but he also is on the side of their um, all right and goodness and white men dominating the world, the kind of Christian national anti-gay thing. So I don't think they're big uh, Putin haters like we are. I, I mean, I, people have been trying to explain and figure out what does Putin have on Trump, all that which is a fascinating parlor game. But it may be that he, that Trump understands that his base, like Tucker Carlson, respect and love Putin because he's going to, you know, put things right and make sure that white men are in charge again. Instead of all this crazy DEI stuff that's happening. Yeah, I think, there. I mean, you're, I think you're exactly right. The one that is right, out in the in the front, Putin and the Rus- Russian ruling group is fiercely anti-LGBT. Mm-hmm. Fiercely that in our bubble that we live in, we sometimes think that issue that's done and gone. The Obergefell ruling happened, and people don't go out on the uh, streets yelling invectives that they did before. But for the Christian right. That issue has not gone away at all, at all. No, I, and so I agree with you. I, th- I think they see in Putin 
a model for how we could assemble our, our government and which he's not a theocracy in any means, but in their minds, a theocracy is a good idea. Right. And he's not a theocracy, but he does claim, you know, to understand what is right and just and how the gay lifestyle, all that is you know, an abomination. And so Trump, who doesn't believe in anything, I think personally, his thing with Putin has always been like the strongman thing. And this is how you take care of people that don't agree with you. So that's what attracts him to Trump. I never, ever would dismiss evidence that Trump was in the pocket for Putin. Like if that connection were made, I think we'd all go, oh, now I get it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it has to be that. And I think Johnson, by elevating him, he's a very religious guy. He's got all kinds of weirdo religious ideas, like memory has his pledge with his son to not view porn, you know, has his daughter do these purity pledges and all this kind of crazy religious stuff. It's crazy to us. I mean, to them, it probably seems very normal. That's who is the Speaker of the House and are informing these policy decisions. I'm sure he understands that Trump is not a moral person, but he doesn't care about that because no, Trump is delivering for them. And one yep. of the things he's delivering for them is the destruction of Ukraine, the power of Putin, the Supreme Court, which he got, the Dobbs decision. And, you know, this is a little different from what we started talking about. But if anyone thinks that Donald Trump, if he gets elected, is going to be a moderating voice on abortion, ha, you yeah. will have a national ban, maybe a six-week ban. That, that what um, the Supreme Court was in 2016, this national ban is in 2024. Well, absolutely. And that ties into the other thing that was on my mind and was part of the outrage. And it... It links in that, but it also links in this idea of theocracy. The Alabama State Supreme Court, big deal, Supreme Court of Alabama, just ruled that embryos that were created by in vitro fertilization are persons. And that, in fact, all the embryos which are in storage in Alabama, which run into the thousands, are, in effect, children. And they're all there in storage, and they need the same protection as children. Now, why do I say this theocracy? Because this is all based on the idea, the theological concept, that at the moment of conception, whether the conception was done in the one mother's body, it was done uh, in a Petri dish, make any difference. At that moment, a soul entered the body. Now, it's Alabama, okay, so we kind of expect a certain level of things, because I think that's the state Tommy Tuberville comes from. Isn't it Alabama? So, yeah. Maybe, maybe he? he was George. I don't know. Yeah. No, he's not gorgeous, so I think he has to be Mississippi or Alabama. It's, it's got to be Alabama. But do we know, do we realize the effects this could have? There have already been movements towards personhood amendments in Mississippi. Actually, there was a movement out in Colorado that, that failed. And if that were to happen, that we were to declare across the country 
think Donald Trump here for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be all for that. Uh, at the moment of conception, then uh, it's a person and needs protection. Among other things, that wipes out artificial contraception. It totally wipes it out, yeah. I think. Uh, and all, I mean, questions about 16 weeks and everything else are really gone. And you're right. He doesn't really believe anything. But if that became a movement for the evangelical church, and I think it could be, I think it could be, he'd be right behind it. Yeah, because he doesn't care. To him, it's it's only like, will this help me get elected? This is my base. This is what they want. I've got to get elected again, one, to get rid of all these criminal charges that makes me the same level of victim as Alexei Navalny, which is just so outrageous what he says and what he thinks. And that I think he does think he's true because he does he he does think it's true because he does see himself as a victim in the category of heroic people, which he is not. But um that's all he cares about. And he doesn't care about their issues or our issues. Okay, I get that he doesn't care about our issues, but how insulting to have your standard bearer not really care, really think you're a dumbass. I mean, he said he thinks 16-week ban is good because it's an even number. It's a round number. You can remember it. It's four months times four weeks. He do that. It's a lot like what was it, man, woman, yeah. television. You, but he, but the remember. thing is, is his lived experience would tell him, yeah, sixteen week, you know, form. How many is that's four months? Yeah, like, you know, some of the women that I've had gotten pregnant, you know, by about two or three months, they were ready to make a decision. I, I mean, I'm making. I'm throwing aspersions, but yeah. his lived experience would tell you that's the right number without any science or anything else. And you know what? Probably most Americans would say the same thing, would say, eh, 12 weeks, okay, maybe, but 16 weeks, and that would be fair. Absolutely. I. This was a high school student, so... I'm not talking an adult or anything else. I'm taking kind of a narrow view. But a couple of years ago, teaching in a class, an ethics class, I had a young man say, well, I think a week or so after you have sex, you ought to know whether you're pregnant <laughs> or not. That's Trump. <laughs> I know. Can't you just pic picture it? Of course, the girls in the class are all like, oh, my God. You dumbass. <laughs> you dumbass. We just crossed somebody else off the prom date list, right? <laughs> right there. Listen, one more thing I want to toss into this. I'm, I'm all about outrage today. The House is on two weeks uh, uh, vacation. By the way, uh, Mike Johnson, he stopped off for a couple of days at Mar-a-Lago, had a little, little Oh, I heard he did some ring kissing. He did. And, you know, it was nice. He hung out in the pool. He had some hamburgers. They have great hamburgers there. Uh, the best hamburgers, and talk to the press as well. Besides the problems with funding Ukraine and Israel, when the House gets back, we forget, we're facing another government shutdown. Yeah. And I, you know, people could say, well, the last couple of times we've kind of figured out a way to slip through this. Okay, good. 
and I'm glad glad that happens. I hope it happens again. But at some point here, uh, Mike Johnson has kind of worry about getting McCarthy, you know? Yeah, I think, well, I guess if he holds the line and he keeps Trump in line, then he'll be okay. Um, but I heard there's all kinds of crazy discussions going on in Washington now. And a lot of the Republicans are are ticked off that that, that Johnson is keeping that bill on Ukraine from getting to the House floor to vote on. And one of the um, the ideas is to have some of the, you know, you, you pull him, right? You only need one vote, one guy to say, let's take a vote on whether he should be speaker. And mm-hmm. then on the vote, some of these guys change to Hakeem Jeffries. They don't need a bunch of them to change. And even the threat of doing that might be enough to get um, Johnson to bring the bill to the floor. So there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But that, I thought, that's when your party is in such a mess, in such disarray, that you have people that are willing to jump to the other side. Because it is putting many of these House represent, guys in the, and women in the House of Representatives in a bad situation. They've got to go back and defend the Republican majority. And that's not going to be easy to do in some districts. In some, it's fine. No, and, and one of the things we just learned in... Uh, uh, you know, the replacement, what, what's the right word, uh, the election to fill George Santos's seat is the Democrats may have figured out incredibly how to turn the border issue and immigration on the Republicans. And I mean, it's just sitting there waiting to be done there. We did have a bill. We did pass a bill. We'll show you what the bill is. And the Republicans and Mike Johnson stood in the way of the, that bill. And if I were a Republican in even a mildly swing district, that one would really worry me. Because I've been thinking all along, the way you beat a Democrat is you bring up the border. And now I have to think, damn, the way a Democrat beats me is bring up the border. And then keep America safe, you know, stop Putin. And so if you say these guys, they're all in it with Putin and we're trying to stand up to defend the United States. We're the Reaganites here. And these guys, because one of the other things I've been thinking about, if I were them, what I would run on is, these guys hate America. You know how after 9-11, when people, even like me, who are like, okay, that was not okay what happened, but you do need to look at the policies that have led to these crazy people. You hate America. You're not a patriot, blah, blah, blah. This is the perfect moment to turn that back and say, you hate America. You're always saying that we're a shithole and we're a terrible country. Look at how Trump talks about us and and turn the tables in in that and say, don't use that flag if that's how you're going to talk about this great country. That argument is out there to be made. And this Ukraine thing is playing right into it. There you go. Okay, it's lots of outrage all over the place. You know what always makes me feel better when I have a lot of rage? What's that? S- sloppy Joe's <laughs> with sliced pickles, like oh, butter oh chip uh, pickles. It's the night of Sloppy Joe's. 
some potato chips, sloppy joes, and sugar-free cream soda. Diet meal. Ooh, but, you know, I'm, that's a great nickname that Trump should use for Joe Biden. Sloppy oh. Joe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're going to find out. If he starts using it, then we're going to know he listens to this show. <laughs> Talk to Bye. you. Bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.